morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. Um, morning. It's uh, it's great to great to be able to share with you this morning. I hope this kind of goes okay. I'm going to um, share this. And um, what uh, what we're going to think about this morning is um, Jesus on this uh, Easter week Monday as the righteous son of God. And we're going to be having a look at Mark uh, verses, chapter 11, verses uh, 15 to 18. And um, this is the passage where um, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem um, uh, in, at the beginning of Holy Week, and he visits the temple. Um, before we get into that, I don't know if you've seen this, but I think it's a little um, apt uh, for the present times. Um, uh, this was sent through by Alistair. I quite enjoyed it. And, and actually, it's one of those sort of cartoons where you think about it, and you think, well, maybe there's a little bit more to this than, than just uh, a bit of gentle humor. Um, but have a look at this. Here's, the, here's a sort of uh, a kind of uh, montage of, of what the temple would have looked like in Jerusalem. And, and it's absolutely vast, isn't it? You can imagine that, that arriving uh, in Jerusalem, this, this sort of complex completely dominating the city. And um, uh, it's worth remembering that, that adult Jews generally went to, to Jerusalem uh, every year for Passover. Um, and Jesus would have been going, you know, since he was a boy, we have that story in the Gospels of Jesus went to, um, went to Jerusalem with his parents. Um, and there are four visits to the temple that are recorded in John's Gospel as well. So he would, he would have been familiar uh, with the temple. Um, and this astonishing building, along with the rest of the city, of course, was was completely sacked and destroyed in AD 70. Um, and uh, that, that in itself, I think, would have been unbelievable, really, um, if you uh, told that to the Jews at the time, which is something Jesus predicted. Um, let's have a look at the, uh, at the reading. Here it is. Um, on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him. For they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. So um, we have this kind of picture of Jesus arriving in the temple courts. And uh, I'll show you a picture in a moment of, of the temple courts. Here we go. That's uh, another view of the temple. There's the court of the Gentiles. Um, and uh, back in Isaiah, we actually find that that uh, you know that the temple was not only meant to be 
the way in which Jews could meet God personally uh, through the priests, but also a place where Gentiles could meet with God. That was, that was part of the plan. And there's the call to the Gentiles. And this, uh, as at the time that we were reading, was kind of full of people um, doing trade um, for doves and so on, money changes, all the sort of necessary accoutrements to be able to run the sacrificial system that they had had there. But um, Jesus saw this as something that got in the way of the real business um, of the temple, which is putting people in touch with God. My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, not just the Jews, but for Gentiles as well, non-Jews. Um, but look what you've done. And he went on to teach them. And his teaching was so powerful, stood there in those temple courts, that the whole crowd were amazed at his teaching. And the chief priests and teachers, whose province this was, uh, um, the temple, you know, they, they, were, they were seriously threatened. And they started planning to, uh, to do away with Jesus altogether. Um, and uh, actually, as of AD 70, the, uh, the temple ceased to exist. But we read in Ephesians, here it is in chapter 2, um, that, uh, that no longer do you have to go to a building to meet God. The new temple is, in fact, the church. The church isn't a building. The church is us. And there's a thought. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone of this new temple. And the purpose of the new temple is the same as the purpose of the old temple. It's so that people can meet God personally. And that's not just the Jews. It's the Gentiles as well. And uh, so we've been joined together uh, to become a holy temple in the Lord. What did Jesus do in our reading? the first thing he did was he cleared the courts. He got rid of the, the distractions um, within, within the temple. And then what did he do? He taught. He taught the people. And as I say, in the badly spelled Isaiah 56, 7, that even, even non-Jews will meet God at the temple. And what did it, what did it result in? Well, people were amazed. So what should we be up to during lockdown? This, of course, is a very significant period of disruption as well. Um, people say the churches are shut. Actually, the church isn't shut. Someone said the other day, the church is not shut. The church is being deployed. We're being scattered and spread into our communities. So let's be salt and light in our communities, because here is the chance uh, when people are really listening to make an impact in the same way that, that Jesus did um, at that particular time. So at the beginning of, uh, of Holy Week, as we look at this passage, here it is, we can see again that Jesus entered the temple courts, a place familiar to him. He cleared away the distractions and he taught the people. My house would be a house of prayer. People were amazed at his teaching. 
And uh, that, I think, is, is a good thought for us at this time of, uh, of disruption. There you go. Have a great day.